Oh boy. Here we go again. So, I don't know why. I don't know how it came up. But I walked in. <coughs> I walked in today to one of my accounts. And it's on overnights. And there were some people on overnights talking. And there was these two guys ranting and raving basically about election fraud and if any of you guys know me it's like well I'll dip my toes in the, in the into the waters and see how it is or whatnot. Nah. one of them honestly was somebody that I wasn't going to be able to talk a sense into one way or the other the other guy was seemed a little bit, a little bit more like uh, skeptical but uh willing to malleable on his on his position right and I know people that listen to me probably do think that the 2020 election was completely stolen I have said a couple multiple times that uh, I think there was far fraud I think there was trickery afoot I think there was a standalone complex of individuals across the board that were just like well we're just gonna uh mail-in ballots that got sent out, we'll just fill them out and send them in, whatever, you know, however we want, doesn't matter whether or not it, it, uh, it uh, applies to how the person that uh, the name on the ballot was wanted to vote, you know, I do think that happened, mainly because there was no chain of custody, if you remember, way back when Trump and the GOP was complaining about mail-in ballots, they were complaining because they were just sent, sent out willy-nilly to whoever was out there basically just throw them out to the void you know everybody gets one but at that point in time the only way for most states anyway some states actually sent out sent out a uh, a letter uh, early asking if your household and anybody in your household wanted a mail-in ballot and to sign, to sign it out or what or sign your name and all that stuff and verify that you live there and, and then they'd send you one and that's good that's chain of custody that's fine that keeps the integrity up of the election um but there was a lot of states like mine in illinois that just went off the 2020 census that was taken back in 2019 or in late 2019 started to be taken so that census um that census was it was what was being used as far as like where people still live. There was a lot of people that moved between 2019 and 2020, and 2021. A lot of people moved even within their own city. Um, like say for instance, mostly because of COVID, right? There were some living arrangements that were upset and uh, shaken up a bit. Like uh, say for instance, my fiance now, we started seeing each other in 2019 while well, she was living in an apartment with her roommate. Well, her roommate has asthma and has, is overweight. So when we heard about what, who was more susceptible to COVID when everything first dropped, she decided to basically just hold up in my apartment with me because we're, but we both work in retail, right? So we, we didn't have, the only thing is we're, we're at the time, we're a little bit overweight, but that we smoked. But that was that was those were our only things. Um, her roommate didn't work in retail and was getting paid to stay home. So it's like, okay, cool. You stay there. You're safe. 
We ain't got to worry about it. We thought we were going to die anyway. We were figuring we were going to get it and end up croaking because we couldn't take time off of work, you know, being all those valued, uh, 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 employees that didn't, didn't get a choice. The, well, I don't know, what the hell did they call us? I can't remember what it was. The non-negotiable employees or something. I don't know. I can't even remember what the hell they called us, but they were, they were like trying to praise us because we were still keeping everything running. And it's like, okay, sure. So anyway, <laughs> what had happened was is she stayed there. So she, she got a mail-in about sent to her old apartment, right? Uh, her roommate at the time didn't really give a crap about politics, so didn't send either of them in and didn't tell her about hers, so it was fine. And she just, she, we just ended up going out and voting in person. But, you know, if, if, um, if we would have actually, uh, or if her roommate would have been politically inclined, she could have sent both of them out. You know, it is what it is. And in my state, it was never really, it was never really stated whether or not a mail-in ballot or an in-person ballot would overrule a mail-in ballot. That was a question that I had seen asked plenty of times to our governor and different different officials, and nobody could give a straight answer. You know, because the mail-in ballots were counted in a different location than the than the in-person ballot. So you might actually end up getting to a point where you ended up voting twice, and they might not even find that until after the election was over. So, that whole debacle of the 2020 election, I will admit there was probably a lot of fraud going on, but as far as the millions and the difference, I don't think there was that much, I don't think there was that much to uh, break the difference. Uh, the only reason I say that, <clears throat> the only reason I say that is because if it, if it was in the tens of millions, which what was it? It was like 13 million that uh, Biden won by. I think it was. Uh, there would have been there would have been a lot more reports of people saying, "Wait, I voted this way, but my it said I counted as voting the opposite way. What the, what the hell happened?" You know, I heard a couple scattered reports of that, but not nearly as many as you would have especially with how the election results went because every Republican and their and their brother was going online and checking what how they voted, you know? So it's like you would have heard and seen screenshots and like hundreds of thousands of people screaming and freaking out about it if that was the case. So that's my that's my first con, uh, that's my first contention with it. On top of that, the New York Times came out with a piece after Joe Biden won the election saying, you know, like how the uh, corporate media, big tech, and all that uh, worked to fortify the election results. Basically taking credit for, you know, manipulating news information and uh, uh, public opinion so that uh, Trump would look as bad as possible and uh, Biden would look, would look as good as possible. So, I never, never, <laughs> never underestimate the power of, of uh uh, corrupt media and t- big tech that they, they do wonders it's just like the the polls that were brought out after uh, after the election a couple months after the election about how uh, what if the Hunter Biden story would have been actually shared around and huge news on all the 
major media networks and stuff like that and actually taken seriously, there was like a big percentage, I think it was like 20 or 30% of people that were polled that were independent said they probably would have voted for Trump instead of Biden. And that would have taken Trump over the line of winning, you know? So it's like just from that one story, not to mention all the, you know, all the cover, cover they were pulling for Biden, uh, it always drove me nuts, the whole thing. Well, I started this, I decided to run for president after heard, hearing him saying, you know, there's very fine people at that, at that, at that racist rally. It's like, there's no nuance to these people. More, moreover, they can't, they can't finish listening to his quote. He never, he, he said right after that, the, the white supremacists and the white na- and the na- nationalists and the Nazis, they should be condemned. You know, he condemned them right after saying that. But, you know, they, 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 they don't, they don't think. They think that, they don't, they don't think that people would take time to actually look into stuff. And to be honest, that election, if nothing else, proved that people don't. You know, it's low information voters. You know, there are so many things that, that uh, Biden said in his campaign, whenever he did come out of his basement, that were like, oh, this is this and this is that okay, he's taking a big risk saying that because if anyone actually looks into it, he's going to look like a freaking idiot. You know, he took a lot of risks uh, on just uh, assuming that the voting, the, the voters were that stupid or hated Trump more than they liked him. You know, it's like, I, I, there's a lot of reasons you can say that Biden won over Trump, but I don't think mass, mass, uh, voter fraud was one of them. Not, I, like like I said, I, I can't stand it when people, especially lefties, go on there and say, there's no evidence there was voter fraud. Well, you can't have evidence if there's no chain of custody. You know what I mean? The only evidence would be is if people looked up online and, like I said, seeing that, hey, I voted Democrat or Republican, but it says I voted Democrat. That'd be the only way you could pull that off. So, that's why I say there was evidence. I did see some of that. Not that much. Not, not nearly as much as you would would think you would see <coughs> if, if it was, you know, millions of votes being fabricated or shifted around. <coughs> the, only, the, the only weird bits were, the only weird bits were there was a couple counties and a couple states that were like 100% voter turnout. Which is freaking impossible. There, nobody ever gets 100% voter turnout. And those are the weird ones, right? But, and that, that, then that jumps on the whole train of like, well, maybe it was. But still, just a couple of counties and a couple of states, and none of those counties had big cities in them, makes you kind of think, okay, even if it was all fraud in those counties... And everybody, everybody above the normal percentage of voting population, did cast their, <clears throat> did get their vote stolen. Um, even if they did, that wouldn't have, that would not close the gap to like 13 million people, or 13 million votes, or 88 million votes, whatever the hell it was. I know it was close to 10, around 10 million votes that Biden won by. So that's why I say there's a lot of fishy shit with it, but. And this is what I brought up in that conversation I had this morning, is that at least in my state in Illinois, um, 
because a lot of people felt shafted. A lot of people did, uh, one way or the other. So the people, good people at uh, at our Illinois State Department uh, down in Springfield, they decided to send out a letter before the midterms last year. Uh, basically, like, hey, you guys, do you guys want uh, you want a mail-in ballot for this election? Check this box. If you don't want uh, want uh, if you want to vote in person, just disregard this letter. And if you if you would like to mail in vote from now on, check this box, and we will send you a letter every year or every election cycle, confirming that you live there. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. So it's like in response to restore faith from how the 2020 election went down, they actually did what some of the other states did in 2020 and actually filled in the gaps. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking in for a minute that, that uh, Illinois was ever going to go red, but the fact that a, a blue state actually did that to try to win back voter confidence in the people that felt really shafted, you know, pretty much everywhere, every pla- everywhere except for in Chicago, because even my city... In my uh, my county, this last election cycle turned red, and it hasn't been red in like 60 years. I was like, "Holy shit, that's pretty bad." It was pretty much just Chicago, and uh, I think Springfield that elected the governor. That was it. The, the rest of the state was red. All the other cities were red. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's nuts." But and that that election too was just weird. Not to say that it was fraud or nothing, but. It was weird because I think he personally won by like 200,000 votes or like 100,000 votes, something like that. It was it was a, a huge margin when you look at exactly how many votes were spread between the couple rep- Republican candidates and the Libertarian candidate. It's like if everybody would have just jumped on board with one candidate for governor of Illinois for a Republican side, the whole state would be red right now. Like that was that was the big contention, and it doesn't surprise me. You know, it's like the the. Nobody pays attention to local politics enough, you know, to know who the most popular candidate is. And none of it is televised that much, you know. It's like, realistically, I've actually thought about it. If I actually get a big enough following on this on this podcast, I've actually thought about because I like to put my money where my mouth is, you know. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I would much rather, I, I, am, I, am, I am center left, okay. That's how I've been for a long time. I try to be as centrist as possible. And the only reason I fight against the left a lot right now is because they're the freaking crazy ones uh, on a fundamental level. And more anti-American than any group that I've seen in a long-ass time. It's like, but that being said, if the right was speaking crazy, I call them out too. And I would if they were being crazier than the left. You know, it just depends on which, which, which side of the scale is is being weighed down more, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, if I launched a campaign to actually, like, do an offshoot of this show or even start covering the local uh, local politicians and whatnot for the next governor race, like, I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd be like, hey, if you live in Illinois, you need to listen to my, sto- my, my show. If you live in Illinois, show my show to your friends. Like, let's break down what all the candidates are for, what they're against. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's see who, who we got. And there should be, there should be, like, if there was enough consensus of all the Republicans in Illinois, 
the next governor race, we could easily turn the state red. But the problem is, is that there is, there never is. You got libertarians that are just going to, oh, I argue it's kind of like throwing your vote away. It's like, here, just vote for somebody that has absolutely no shot of winning. So all those votes that would normally go to, that would be going to uh, uh, the Republican vote are just, get, just, just being thrown in the trash, you know? It's not even worth mentioning, you know? I wish it wasn't that way. I wish we had something different than first-past-the-post voting. Uh, what was that? What was that other system? It was rank order voting or something like that. Like I, I, the other system I heard about was actually really cool because you, the, what you did is you just chose like this is my first pick, this is my second pick, this is my third pick, and it's basically like whoever has the most, <clears throat> whoever has the most picks in the right order ends up getting uh, getting that vote. So it's like if. Uh, uh, say it's like Trump, DeSantis, and I don't know, Ben Shapiro, whatever. I would put it like for the Republican side. So like if say I was voting Republican, I would put, honestly, I would probably put Shapiro just to troll the hell out of the left because then he could sit, he could, he could do a press conference and just invite all the college kids so he could destroy him at the press conference. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, like I put Ben Shapiro, and I put uh, DeSantis and Trump, like just in that in that order. Um, if the plurality of people end up going for DeSantis, then my vote would count toward DeSantis. It wouldn't just get thrown away, you know. So that's uh, yeah, I like that. I like that system a lot better. But the, not the point. So I have this conversation with these guys, and, you know, and I'm explaining to them. You know, it's like, you know, I I, I uh, like and I explain well, I explained pretty much everything that I said. Now it's like I don't think there was there was enough. I think there was there. I think there was some shasty shit going on, but I don't think it was enough to change the result. You know, um, with how insane people were on the left, I have no doubt there was some shasty shit going on. Um, that to be fair, I'm sure there probably was near not nearly as much, but I'm sure there was some shasty shit going on. Um, from Republicans too. I, I'm sure there was Republicans that were, oh, nobody will miss this ballot and just sign a Republican and send it in. You know, I'm sure that stuff happened. When you have 340 million people in the country and 180 of them, uh, 180 million are, are voting, you know, I'm pretty sure some weird shit's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, or no, I think it was like 160 voted. Either way, some weird shit's going to happen. You know, the odds of it not are pretty low. So, it's like, I try to, I try to take, it still bothers me though, every time I hear a lefty say, there was no evidence of any voter fraud. It's like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've seen there was some, you know? It's like, I've seen the stories, I've seen the screenshots, I've seen, um, like, like, as far as like this, the videos of the, like uh, what they were doing the ballots and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you can see they put a put a box of them underneath the table, and then later they pulled it out, and then they started counting them. It's like stuff like that is like that's not really that's not really evidence, but like um, like the weird thing about all of it was like, okay, now there can't be anybody anybody from the other uh, both you know the Republican side watching them count the ballots. Like, why would they block up all the windows? That st- kind of stuff is just weird. You know, that's just weird. There ain't no two ways about it. That's just weird. 
So it's like, um, I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go too more farther down that rabbit hole. It's just a matter of. It, it popped in my head, you know, because like I said, I was talking to them guys about it this morning. I'm like, well, I'll bring it up, kind of lay out the position again because it's been a while. And uh, yeah, because I mean, it's like today is like the the day for old positions or something to be brought up because. Like, I, like, if new people start listening to me, I kind of want them to be on the same page or, or at least understand where I'm coming from for it. And you can believe that it was completely stolen. I'm not going to make fun of you or anything like that. You know, it kind of is what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, if, you, if that's your belief, that's your belief. But, you know, for me personally, I look at it like, well, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? If it is, if it was completely stolen, it's been like what, like two and a half years since it's been it was stolen. Uh, what's going to happen? You know, what what are you going to do? You know, you, you know, it's like uh, you want to just sit there and stomp your feet and, and complain about it. It's no it's no better than half the celebrities that jumped up there and said, "Well, Trump's an illegitimate president because he didn't vote or win the majority vote. Hillary did." It's like um, doesn't matter. That's why it's set up a set up a vote with the uh, the electoral votes. That's why the states are set up that way, so that you know states like New York and California don't just dominate uh, federal politics across the board. Every state has a say. Every state has you know a, a certain amount of votes to go toward the whole. So it's not it's not a thing of like oh well I guess the entire country is just the fate is just being decided by Chicago uh, and. Uh, New York and LA, and that's it. It's just at that point, it's a, it's a, it's a dictatorship via ivory towers spread across the country, and, and nobody wants that. Well, I'm sure they would want that, but it's not, it's not going to benefit everybody else because everybody else that doesn't go by that ideology is just going to, they're just going to feel like serfs. Like, why are we even here? Why are we even voting? There's no point. So, but. Oh, goodness. And it's one its one of them things where it's like, like I say, I'm not going to make fun of anybody for, for believing that it was stolen or whatnot. My, my problem is, is when there's 100% certainty in something that you cannot possibly have 100% certainty in. Just like the whole like, oh, well, you know, it, it was uh, it was 100% uh, um, stolen or just that there was absolutely no evidence. It's like, you got to have a little bit element of doubt in there for both sides. You know what I mean? It's like, at first when it all happened, I, was, I thought about it. I was like, how in the hell did that even happen? Like, at what point did, that was that even possible that uh, that Biden won that crap? Because I was thinking about, I was like, how, like, historically speaking, there was a lot of different things that kind of went, went against that. So I was kind of like on the same page of like, man, it had to have been stolen somehow. Like, but when I actually started looking at all the data and stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe not. But, and then the stories that I was expecting to come out didn't come out. And I was like, oh, okay, that's even weirder. But, like, okay. Um, oh, crap, last time I thought. Oh, oh, shit. That's a green light. Ah! 
I really shouldn't be doing this while I'm driving. <laughs> what am I kidding? I do that every day, every time when I'm driving. And so I guess the next list, now that I'm actually home in my garage, I'm not hooking it up to the mic though. Sorry, you're just gonna have to deal with this. It does, it shouldn't sound bad. Uh, but the next thing to deal with uh, for um, <clears throat> rehashing old takes that have come up, I guess Woody Harrelson made a joke about he had some script that he got offered at some point that was like, oh, all the all the drug companies buy out the media and politicians to force everyone to stay home so they could take their drugs over and over again to make money off of everybody. And he's like, he threw it away because it's like, who would ever believe that? And it was a kind of a, it was a bad joke. He didn't land it very well. He was like, I take drugs for free. I mean, all the time. So... I don't know, it's, uh, a lot of people are bitching about, he's bringing up an old conspiracy theory about COVID, and it's like, I don't know, man, it's like, like, what? what's the joke, running, running joke on the right side right now, it's like, conspiracy theories are only conspiracy theories for six months until they're proven to be true, <laughs> you know, it's like, holy shit. I don't know, my old, my old take on all that is I personally had to take the vaccine. Uh, I didn't want to. I waited as long as I possibly could. My, uh, the whole press conference where Biden said, well, I'm going to make, make it mandated. Well, the, it never actually got mandated, and it got, that got shot down by the Supreme Court. But according to my job, Joe Biden said, so it had to be done. And, uh, you know, I don't know, to their credit... To their credit, they waited as long as they could too, um, to when they think it would have, because it was supposed to go into action around a turn the, the turn of the year, when uh, when uh, after Biden said it was going to be mandatory, and they literally waited till like December first to say, okay, guys, we got to do it, because they weren't sure if it was going to work or go into effect or not, and if it wasn't, then they didn't want to get fined, yada yada yada. I get it, but that was the explanation. But even after it got it got overturned in court, like two weeks later, and the last letter I got from my company was still citing Biden's order as the reason why they're still doing it, even though it had already gotten overturned by the Supreme Court and said it was unconstitutional. So either way, I wasn't happy about it, but <clears throat> I was faced with the faced with the problem that if I didn't get it. I was going to lose my job. I had no other options. Um, at the time, we were pretty much living from check, check to check, my check, because she wasn't working. She was in between jobs. And granted, her line of work is bartending. She doesn't need to get the shot. She doesn't want to because she doesn't work for a big uh, company or nothing like that. And I hate to say it, but most, most small business owners in Illinois are actually Republicans, so nobody gave a crap that she didn't have it anyway. So... Uh, it kind of worked out, and I was like, I'll take the hit for our household, you know, it's like, um, from what I looked up so far, there might be some long-term risks that might be bad for me, but, um, as far as short-term ones, it was like a one in a hundred thousand chance of something bad happening, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll roll the dice, because the alternative is living on the street, so, 
I took, took the bullet so she didn't have to. Um, as far as, you know, whether or not I thought the vaccines are good or not, here's my problem with the vaccine. And I'll bring this up again and again and again, but I'm just laying it out again because it kind of drives me nuts. You know, the, the media keeps on saying over and over and over again about how they, they kept on going down like it was 100%, 100%, 100%, and then, oh, it's 90%. Oh, it's losing efficacy. Now it's 70%. It kept on going lower. It, um, they kept on changing it. And granted, there was new variants that were coming out, but at the same time, it, you know, I was listening to experts say that had worked in these fields forever, saying that if you introduce, try to introduce a vaccine in the middle of a, of a period of time that the virus is traveling through a population and not everyone's gotten uh, affected, the, the mutations are going to go through the roof. And they did. It mutated like four or five times within two years. You know, it's, I don't know, it was just nuts. And actually, the first year that a vaccine wasn't even out yet, so. I don't know. Like, by looking at the numbers, taking the vaccine makes the virus wor or less, the symptoms less on you. And it uh, lowers your viral load so that you don't spread it as much. It doesn't be, it doesn't, isn't able to get all the way into the deep part of your lungs. So it cuts down the possibility of you get going to the hospital for it. Not like they could do much for you anyway, aside from put you on a ventilator and, you know, drown you. But, um, so there was, just looking at the data for it, like especially the sample sizes that were coming out of uh, Israel, because it was like almost every, it was like 2 million people sample size. Like, okay, it's not anything too hor horrific. The worst thing that I could see that was a possibility for me in the future was, you know, if I uh, got sterilized because of it. But and then again, I haven't seen any studies to say that's 100% true or not. You know, it hasn't been enough time. And time is part of the problem. Like the whole vaccine thing was just a pain in the dick. You had when Trump streamlined the process to get it out, right? He got rid of a lot of the regulations to get it out faster. You know, it's this crowning achievement. At least that's, that's what he says. He's so proud of it. No. The problem was, is it should have never been an instance that was political. It should have never been that way at all. It should have been just straight, just neutral scientific, you know. But the left does what the left does, and they made it political. You know, Camila Harris saying, I'll never take a vaccine, or I'd never take a vaccine while Trump's in office. Um, every freaking person in Hollywood and music and media and TV show hosts saying, I'll never take the vaccine under Trump. You know, and everybody, like, literally, if Trump would have, Trump would have won that election, um, the Democrats would be the anti-vaxxers right now. You know? And yes, that is a diss on, that is a diss on Republicans because... Republicans would be the ones that uh, Republicans would be the ones that uh, were probably all about it because Trump was. You know, not to try to diss, it, diss anybody, but it's true. Um, but to be fair, Republicans weren't the ones that made it political in the first place. That was the Democrats.
Because the Democrats would wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made it political. It might have not it might have not even been political. You know, but every every single thing in life for Democrats seems to need to be political. You you can never have an instance of something that isn't political, and it just drives me nuts. You know, as long as the Democrats are the way they are right now, there'll never be anything that we can unify as a country on because they'll fight, they'll be contrary to whatever the other side thinks. And that drives me freaking nuts. Not to, not to say Republicans aren't guilty of the same thing, but shit. So that was the first thing. And then when it flipped, when Biden got in office and everyone was like, yeah, 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 take it, take it. You had a lot of people like saying, wait a second, weren't you guys against it like three months ago? Now all of a sudden you're about it. What the hell is in this shit? It, it, you give people reasons. When you give people reasons to be conspiratorial, you're going to blame them for being conspiratorial? You know? When you flip that hard on something, trying to say the science is settled, science is never fucking settled. Ever. You know? There's... there's Hell, there's principles in physics that they're starting to question after being set in stone for over 100 years. You know, like, I, I, the theory of relativity is being called into question now. You know, from, from certain people in the field because they're like, there's, they're finding objects that defy the laws. They're like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, so it's like, maybe this isn't the end-all be-all. Science keeps evolving. It's a beautiful thing about science. Sorry, I had to bang on the wall. The cat was scratching on the damn door frame again. I don't understand it. We got her scratching post, but she never scratches on it. She scratches on everything else but that scratching post. It's 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 freaking horrible. I told I told my fiance next time we get a cat, it's either going to be it's going to be fixed, and we're going to declaw it. And she's like, "That's horrible. We can't do that to a cat." I'm like, "Oh, I guess this is the last cat we're ever going to have in our lives then, because we're not going through this crap again." So. Anyway, but yeah, freaking, when the news media comes out and says that something's 100%, that that it's safe and effective without ever having a way of knowing that it is for sure, because you literally can't, you can't know that it's safe and effective if it hasn't gone through the years of testing that every other vaccine has ever has had. You know, you you can't, you can't know. But you know, it was more important. It was more important that everybody just be collectivist and get it and shut up and just take it. You know, it's like they rolled the dice pretty good. I could not imagine if something really bad would have happened, and they would have been wrong. They still probably would have tried to blame the Republicans somehow. nuts it's crazy but either way that's my that's my position on those two things for today because god knows it's been a while since i talked about them so i figured just rehash them they came back up in the media so i figured i'd say something about them um but anyway follow me on twitter we'll talk on there if you guys got any questions or anything to add uh good conversation is always good conversation uh move motherfuckers i'm out whoop